0: Hey, welcome, your saltwater guide, Captain Dave Hansen. We're back for another phenomenal podcast. It's Monday. I hope everybody had a phenomenal weekend. Kelly Girl and I had a great time going up to uh, the Anthony Shea Lifetime Conservation Award dinner for Bill Shedd up at SeaWorld. We got to hang out with a lot of our good friends. We got to see a lot of you. Thank you all for coming to that dinner, everybody that attended. That was a very special night. There had to be 200 people in the room. It was incredible. A lot of the who's who of the industry were there, and then Kelly Girl and I were there also. It was a really fun night. I want to thank everybody for being a part of, and thank thank you all for all that you do for CCA. CCA is our only voice at the table. There's the only thing we have that's going to slow down the closures. And I'm going to talk a little bit about closures today because – It's so important. We're spending so much time and so much energy trying to keep the ocean open so we can go fishing. And people don't understand what they're doing when they're posting on these uh, social media platforms, groups, talking about, hey, this needs to close and that needs to close and I don't agree with this and I don't agree with that. Gang, keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut about closures as far as fishing goes. If you fish... And you keep saying we need to close some more of this and close some more of that and regulate some more of this. You're the problem, gang, because they're standing there. These people that want to close fishing are standing there watching your groups, your fishing groups, your fishing groups on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. And then you're saying, well, I don't think you should have this many fishing poles and I don't think you should have this. Shut up. Gang, we don't need any more closures. If you think we need more closures, stop fishing, for God's sakes. Why are you fishing? You're the problem. You should just stop fishing. Please stop fishing, but stop helping them close stuff. You don't get it. You're not going to get it. I can argue with you till my head falls off. You're not going to understand because you just don't get it. If you are saying, if you are posting anywhere, on social media and saying we need more closures or we need more regulations, you're the problem. You're not the solution. You've got to stop, gang. We got to work together in this thing. CCA is the only organization that gives us a voice at the table so that we can have at least the knowledge of what's coming down the pipe. And today show, we need to talk more about these closures and what they have planned for us. And so we're going to bring Wayne Coda back on the show. Wayne's going to talk. I'm hoping I can get Jim Hendricks to show up. Now that I know Robbie Gant's a fan of the show, we'll get Robbie Gant on here from AFCO. We all need to make sure that we inform all of you about all the closures that are coming down the pipe. They do not want us fishing. That is so tragic, and it doesn't make any sense to me. And like I said on my show on Saturday, I had that special show. There's so much good that happens when you fish. When your line touches the water and everything that's going on in your brain just melts away and you start to think about, the only thing you think about is getting a bite. The only thing that matters is how can I trick a fish into biting my lure or biting my bait or biting... Bite my iron, whatever you're using, how wonderful is that to have all the troubles in life start to melt away once your line hits the water? That's a pretty spectacular thing, gang. There's not a lot of things out in the world that can do that for you. And fishing is one of the most therapeutic things you can possibly do because you don't understand if you haven't tried it before or if you're not into it. When your line hits the water and all of a sudden everything melts away. And you start to just focus on how do I get a bite? How do I get that bite? Now, I understand if you went fishing with someone else, or if you're going out fishing with someone who's not a member of my website, then you're actually not catching anything. And I understand that. And fishing doesn't have to suck anymore unless you want it to suck. And that How can you do that? By going out fishing with zero knowledge or just following the sport boats around thinking that you're going to be able to pick up the scraps. How silly is that? I want to show you, gang, over on our website, YourSaltwaterGuide.com, we have a huge community that we've built over there. And the community went crazy this weekend sharing all the great things that they were able to do. I wanted to show you a few things that some of the members were able to do because they followed the simple game plan. Look at this. If you read this, there is absolutely too much to say about our trip to the West end of Catalina to catch bluefin. If you are on Facebook, then you may have already seen captain Dave's post from Saturday of a buddy, me and my buddy holding four bluefin. We went four for four on those bluefin. It was I'm trying to read the rest of it for you here real quick. We went four for four, and we were all done at one o'clock. There is not much more I can say about the day. The picture pretty much tells the tells story. Thank you, Captain Dave, for providing the platform website podcast for beginner fishermen like myself. I appreciate you providing unlimited access to finching information and trustworthy guide service. However, most importantly, I want to thank Justin, from your saltwater guide for executing one of the best trips of my lifetime. Totally an incredible learning adventure that would have never ha- made possible without the knowledge that Justin provided. Gang, this is what you get if you want to partake in this, your saltwater guide. We have so many great stories. We'll get into more and more of those as we go along. But somebody else that I am super proud to have as part of the, mem- part of the website, is a very good friend of mine, Pablo. We're going to bring him in right now. He had an incredible weekend out on the water. Pablo has a charter boat down in San Diego at Seaforth Landing. He's also available for guide service now. His guide license is coming to him from the mail. He's got it, all the stuff done. He's ready to go with you on your boat. He's another member of the family now of your saltwater guide. We're going to bring Pablo in right now and talk to him for a few minutes, and then we'll go back into all the and fishing that's going on. But I just wanted to bring Pablo in because he had an incredible weekend of fishing. Hey, buddy, welcome to the show. Thanks for being a part of. Gang, you guys are gonna get real familiar with Pablo because he's gonna be like Sonny and Justin. He's gonna constantly be coming in, adding what's going on on the water. Pablo, did you have a fun weekend or what?
1: Oh, yeah, Cap, thanks for asking. It was a great weekend out here in San Diego. It was pretty much a lake lake-like conditions, good lake-like conditions. I should qualify that a little bit. It was beautiful out there. I mean, wasn't rocking or moving at all. Just nice, nice conditions all weekend long. It was great out there. How
0: spectacular is that? So what did you guys end up doing? You were out for two days out on the water. What, what happened? What, what, because I told everybody After we came out of this last full moon phase and we're out of it now, I told everybody that the whole world was going to explode. Did you guys see anything spectacular while you were out there fishing?
1: Well, that's exactly what happened. The Dorado world exploded on us. And just as we've been waiting, they've been around for a little bit. Guys have been scratching away here and there at them coming up the line, but they just haven't been going. Uh, They're still a little bit picky. And, um, but we scratched away at them and we were able to get limits for everybody. And, um, most, most of it was on trolling, trolling with feathers, just like we talk about, you know, just following the, your saltwater guide methods here. Um, you know, there's no secrets guys. It's, you just do what works and keep doing it consistently and consistently. And you'll get those fish to jump right on that boat. And these Dorado, once they start going, they want to get in your boat. (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. So how many Dorado did you guys end up picking off? Uh, Well, you know, the daily limits. So we had six, six people. So limits on, on both days.
0: Nice. There you go. That's what I'm talking about, gang. I told you this was going to happen. I told you that the whole thing, how cool is that? Because think of before this weekend, Nobody had limits of Dorado, and I know some sport boats are into it, and they're whaling on them again today. The Dorado fishing is absolutely blowing up. It's insane. There's so much cool stuff happening right now out on the water, gang. I mean, there's a boatload of Dorado from one of our members from yesterday with some tuna, stuff like that. So, Pablo, your business Let's show everybody what's going on. You got it. You got your own boat. Plus you come out with people on their boats. Talk about your boat. Talk about your service. What do you got going on? You got charter. You says you'll do fishing charters, lobster fishing, whale watching, harbor cruises. You pretty much got it all covered, right?
1: Yeah, we pretty much do. You know, it's a full service, uh, one-stop shop. You know, we we just want to stay out on the water because like uh, Captain Dave was saying here, guys, We'd love to be out there. It's a sanctuary. It's just beautiful. It's where you can ground yourself. And um, it's, it's the best office that I've ever been a part of. I love working out in my office out there every day. And it's just great to be out there. Uh, as far as the charter business goes, I have a 2001 Boston whaler, but it might as well be a 2024 because I completely redid it. Uh, I had it out of the water in my shop, in my yard for, six months this year. And I was in that thing under that thing on top of that thing, uh, for eight hour days, literally for six months. And that's probably conservative. I did all the work myself. It's essentially a brand new boat. Um, obviously the age of the whole, the engines are just a little over a year old on the two fifties. It's got, um, a full head shower. It's got all the little amenities that we like to be creature comforts. It's got, you know, the fridge, freezer, sinks everywhere. It's real comfortable. It sleeps four super comfortably. Um, of course one, one of myself or the deckhand is always on watch. So we're usually up on deck no matter what, but there's plenty of places to get comfortable there. And, um, it's really stable platform. It's just made to fish. It, it can go really quick. We can go Patty hopping. We can get from area to area or zone to zone. Um, but it's really nice and steady, too, and we have beautiful weather just to keep it on the troll, and it just makes for a great day out on the water.
0: Well, one thing I noticed, I was just look, had that picture up. You got a nice big bait tank dead center in the middle of the deck. You got a little tower so you can see. You can get up above there and start to see because we talk about it all the time, how important it is to be able to see. You got to be able to see. This time of year, it's super important to be able to look but you got bait capacity too. And you got what a lot of people, we talk about it on the show a lot. You're running a legitimate legal charter boat operation out of Seaforth Landing in San Diego. Talk about that a little bit because there's a lot of people, I talk about it on Mondays or the day. We talk about all the illegal charter boat operations. We talk about all the illegal stuff going on. Talk about, why it's so important to make sure that you're going on a legal charter boat? Because you had to jump through a lot of hoops to make oh, it happen. Yeah,
1: yeah so I won't, I won't get into all the details of what I had to do to make it happen. But uh, let's just say it wasn't easy. And, you know, they say nothing good comes easy. And testimony to that, I agree with that 100%. Um, back to what, uh, what you were asking there, Cap. Yeah, being a legitimate charter captain, you're sanctioned you know, you, we have to follow so many different rules, whether it's the department of, you know, fish and wildlife, the U S coast guard, um, our marinas themselves, the city regulations. I mean, it goes on and on and on the insurance, everything that goes with it. Um, it's, it's just like a laundry list of things that you have to do and it doesn't end there. I mean, I'm forgetting a million things, but just even cleaning up your registration, like, uh, you, you know, I, I had to do a couple of things to change the status of my registration and all that. Cause that was all new to me, but um, yeah, up and running, everything's legit. We have all of our charter captains are all in one area at Seaforth Marina. We're right next to all the boats, like the new Seaforth and all that right there at Seaforth sport fishing. So we're all in the same area and um, being a legitimate charter captain gives you a lot of comfort because I mean, I feel 100% safe and covered, and all the things that they've laid out for us from the Coast Guard are to protect anybody that steps onto the vessel. And one thing you know when you do get somebody that's passed the ticket, as we call it, if they're a merchant marine or a qualified captain, if you will, six-pack charter captain is what most people call it, um, you know what you're getting. You know that they have a certain amount of qualifications and you know that they've had to abide by everything to get where they're at right now.
0: Absolutely, well, here's something you and I talked about months ago and made sure that you were totally legit. Same thing with Justin, and what I talked about is there's a lot of shady scumbags out there right now running charters, picking up on launch ramps and picking up on uh, public docks. All that stuff's illegal, gang, and everything's fine and dandy until there it isn't until there's a problem once there's a problem gang and you go to look they don't have insurance i don't know if you understand this but insurance companies didn't get rich by paying claims let's just be honest so if they can go and look at the guy that picked you up on the lawn tramp and go hey I'm not going to mention any names because we'll hurt a lot of feelings. But if you call me, I'll tell you exactly who the illegal guys are. But um, you pick them. Does your life mean that much to save a couple hundred bucks? Because if the guys are doing it legitimate, legal, like Pablo, like Justin, gang, they have to charge you a little bit of extra because, listen, the county's getting a percentage, the landing's getting a percentage, and then they're carrying the real insurance that all this costs extra money. But gang, if you stub your toe or you break your leg or something bad happens and it's time and they're going to come and there's no insurance because they picked you up on a lawn tramp so they didn't run out of the reason why they're doing that, why they're picking you up at the lawn tramp is because they're doing illegal charters, period. There is no other excuse. It's against the law to do it that way. But they're picking up there because they don't they they aren't paying their way. They're not doing it legitimate. And that sucks. For people like myself, my family owns Dana War Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. That sucks for people like Justin with bowline sport fishing. That sucks for Pablo because Pablo's doing everything legal. So think about it when you're about to get a charter boat. Ask them where are we get where do we get on the boat at. The moment they say a public dock or a uh, or a um, launch ramp, you already know it's illegal. And heaven forbid, something bad doesn't happen. Right, Pablo?
1: Oh, yeah. And that that's a very, very valid point. I mean, we would all agree we would much rather that you step on to one of the commercial fishing boats or anybody that's, you know, safe and qualified and, you know, has a manifest and you know, you know exactly what's going to happen. I mean, um, as, far, as far as the fly-by-night guys, I mean, everybody's on the lookout. We have a very high standard at the marina that I'm at. And if they even think that I'm doing that, I'm going to be, I'm going to be on trial. Essentially. They're going to be like, Hey, once you're one and done there, that is not acceptable, you know, because there's guys in anything, there's guys in anything that are going to make shortcuts, but when it's a safety issue, you don't want to get in with somebody that you have no idea what, what their boat is, what, if it's even safe. And then nobody's going to know where you're going. I mean, they're picking you up at this marina, that marina. There's no agenda. There's no manifest. I mean, that, that's scary. If something goes down on one of our vessels, we're held completely liable. We, we have to do all these regulations with the Coast Guard. They're going to investigate everything if there's a big problem. But really, there's not going to be a problem because we, we follow all the safety guidelines.
0: Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. And Gang, the really cool thing is right now. I want to emphasize this. Captain Pablo's just got everything said. He's been a member. He fishes the way I fish. He fishes the way Justin fishes. He's got it figured out. He's going to take really good care of you because there's way more. As Pablo found out this weekend, there's way more to this fishing thing than just catching fish. It's how you handle yourself out there. It's how you handle your, your clientele. It's how you're prepared for every trip. When you go with Pablo, you're going to have everything you need to make it the most funnest day out on the water, whether you're whale watching, fishing, just going for a cruise. And then we got a month and we're going to be hoop netting again, buddy. That's That's we can be hooping and catching. We can be catching lobsters on the way in. We can toss some hoops in the water with our <laughs> booster while we're processing some fish. It's so fun, all the things that are happening. But what I want you to understand, folks, is if you try to find somebody to go fishing with right now, everybody's booked because the season is rolling full speed, but Pablo just got everything set, so he's ready. Right now, he's got availability. My name is on Pablo, your saltwater guide. When you go with Pablo, you're going with me, gang. My name's behind it. I stand behind Pablo 100%. You're gonna get taken care of. I can't emphasize enough What a great operation he's running. What a great operation Justin runs. What a great operation Sonny runs up at the Channel Islands. Gang, you're not going to find any better situation. So remember that when you're looking for someone to go with. Gang, I'm real easy to attack. I'm on every piece of social media in the world. I'm super easy to find. You can Google my name, Dave Hansen, your saltwater guide. You're going to see thousands and thousands of pages. But one thing you won't see is anything negative pretty spectacular right to be to get 30 million views a month on social media and have no negative that's pretty bitchin i think maybe i'm wrong maybe maybe you want to go out with the most negative human beings on the planet and there's plenty of those you can find them all day long just remember when you get ready to book your charter just take a look at where are they picking me up at that'll tell the whole story right there that they're lying thieves or that they're doing it legitimate because it's not easy to do it legitimate, right, Pablo?
1: No, it, it's a it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. You know, it gives you a lot of confidence. And, you know, just to clarify, um, I'm new as far as doing the whole chartering thing and all that, but I haven't been doing the fly-by-night stuff, okay? So I just want to make that clear.
0: Absolutely. I, I've
1: been fishing basically for pleasure my whole life. And I don't know if you want me to touch on that at all, Cap. but... Absolutely. Um, so my parents uh, back in the seventies and early eighties on the boat business in Newport beach It was called Pisces Marines. So I was essentially born in the water, kind of, you know, obviously like captain Dave Hansen here and most of us. And um, that's, that's my passion. That's my background. Uh, I've been in the water legitimately since I can't even remember. I mean, I have memories of the water since I, I was a baby, but that's my background. I am born and raised in Southern California Um, My father introduced the ocean to me at a very, very young age. I've introduced it to my children. We all love the ocean. Um, I just segued to doing this chartering stuff because I've just been running my boat over and over. Last year I was out three to five days a week, not chartering, just taking friends out fishing. We're just looking for fish and filling our freezers. And then I just went full speed and I got everything I needed for the vessel and that's where I'm at now. I feel truly blessed to be a part of it, and it's a very elite group. There's only 18 of us at Seaforth Marina. And now we're part of Seaforth Sport Fishing, but they're obviously their own. That's the commercial side. Those are all the big boats, you know what you'll hear referred to as the cattle boats or the commercial fishing vessels. Um, and then all of the smaller, like the six pack charters and all that, are over in the marina. So right, right next to them.
0: No cattle boats, sport boats. Sport boats. I've been in the industry for fifty years, and I've never seen a cow on any of those boats.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, the sport boats. My dad cows. would
0: slap that right out of you if you said that in front of him. <laughs> but, uh, gang, one thing you got to understand is my good friend Pablo here. He's a first responder. He's got a phenomenal work that work ethic. You don't understand. He's been a firefighter. For a very long time lifeguard talk about I mean he's a waterman gang and then when he was at, off the water he was putting fires out with water so you've been pretty much connected to water your whole life
1: yeah so, so that's kind of the family joke right now is you know well not a joke but I mean I, I basically said okay well I've been a, a captain on the land now I got to be a legitimate captain of the sea you know it was logical next step step um there's not a whole lot of oceans where I was a fireman at so we have one beach and it's called Mentone Beach it's a Mentone Beach it's out there in uh Yucaipa San Bernardino County I know you're familiar with Yucaipa. we were talking about that oh, and yeah. uh that's that's kind of a big joke cuz it is called Mentone Beach but it's nowhere near the ocean um but yeah I've been a fireman with San Bernardino County since 1999 um I was an EMT in Orange County before that uh privately and then i was an orange county lifeguard for about 16 years and um i i love doing it i mean right right now i'm I'm on the way out to retirement from the fire department that's going to happen shortly and i'll be doing this full time i am doing this full time right now but i'm going to just keep doing it for you know several years to come if if that's in the big plan it is.
0: You're going to be busier than heck because I got a phenomenal amount of members that are dying to go on a bitchin' boat and then to go with you. Think about that, gang. You're out on a boat. You got, you're got. you going to be taking such well care of EMT, lifeguard, fireman, captain, and a captain, fishing boat captain, licensed from the United States Coast Guard. Gang, you can't feel any safer than that. I'm telling you. It's, I mean, you just stack it all up, Pablo. There's no reason to not go with you. You're fishier than hell, and you know how to treat people. That's all that it's about. You and you, like you said, you went through every part of this boat. So if you're thinking, "Hey, I don't know, man. I don't know," well, you should know because he's going to take you out. He knows his boat. Nothing bad's going to happen. You're going to be taken such well care of. And when you're all done, at the end you're gonna go. Why did we fish with any other booger eater? I don't understand it. We're going with Pablo, gang. Check this out, real quick. I want you to see. Make sure you take a picture of this with your phone. Make sure you get Pablo's phone number. Make sure you dialed in with him. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more. Pablo, can you hang out with us? I want to talk about a little bit more about my website. We'll, and then we'll maybe we'll answer some questions if you got a few minutes. Yeah, perfect. All right. So, gang, I want you to see what's going on here. I got so many phenomenal reports over this weekend of people out fishing on their private boat. Here's a good mem here not a good. Here's a good friend of mine who's also a member of the website. Jim and his son were out fishing and they had just a phenomenal time catching bass. They caught over 50 bass fishing right there at the Horseshoe. They followed the game plan, they went out there, they executed. I've been Jim and I have been friends for a very long time. I've watched his boys grow up. I've been a part of the family. He came down here and visited me in Cabo. But he's always posting really positive, really cool reports on the community, which all this, the community is what is the really best part about our website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. Over on the Community Gang, we share, everybody's sharing all the time, all the great things they're doing out on the water. That's Rick. We already looked at Rick. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hit that one. Check this one out. Eli saw the updated report on the on the game plans for Saturday afternoon after Justin located where these bluefin were, and he went out there and had the time of his life. If you just read what he did, he followed. He went out there he worked together with Justin and uh, they, they had three of those big bluefin. What a phenomenal deal. What, how cool is that to actually have a group of people that you can actually work with when you're out on the water without any attitude, without a, go up seven, drop down three, go over to four, and then remember the number of the sisters, brothers, cousins, aunt, phone number? We'll use that three numbers, and then we'll go over there. And by the time all that's done, the fishing's over. Gang. Game. Don't be a booger eater. Don't get caught up in all that booger eater stuff. And don't listen to the people on Instagram or uh, TikTok saying, oh, you should go figure it out on your own like I had to. Nobody figured anything out on their own. Check out this report. I mean, we had Kelly Girl always talking. She's always telling you how to do it. Well, here, we had Chris take his wife out fishing. And they were super stoked. They followed Dave's game plan, they did what Kelly he did what Kelly girls suggest all the time. He made sure he took his wife out on a nice flat calm day and she caught she caught fish after fish after fish after fish. All these all these reports are available on the community gang. There's just so much that you don't understand on the website yoursaltwaterguide.com. If you were to delve into it and actually look and see all the cool things that go on on the website, you would be blown away. Most people that cancel, I get to see all their activities. Most people that cancel, you'll be blown away, Pablo. They don't even look at a video. I've got people that have been a member for a year and then they cancel and I go, wonder why they canceled? I look at them, they never watched the video. No wonder they suck. They wanted to suck. Like I say all the time, it's up to you if you wanna suck at fishing Game, but you don't have to anymore. I built the Better Mousetrap with a phenomenal app. Everything's available to you right at your fingertips. You pull up my app. It kind of looks just like this. It's gonna come up, whoops. Get out of there, Phil Freeman just sent me something. Oh, for goodness sakes. Phil, you messed up my whole thing. My app's gonna come up on your phone like this. You're gonna get to see all the different reports. You're gonna get to see all the cool things. I don't know anybody else that has an app that's going to put you right on top of the fish while you're out there fishing. At the same time that you're out there fishing, you can go to the app and you can go, oh, man, this is spectacular. There's another person calling right now. This phone rings off the hook, nonstop, all day, every day. I talk to all my members, Pablo, every day. I got over 4,000 members. I mean, their phone's ringing. That. There's a Hall of Fame. Captain, Pete Grosbeck calling me right now. He's in the IGFA Hall of Fame gang. That's who I get to talk to. That's my code group. That's who I'm sharing the information with, with all of you, so that you can be successful when you go out fishing on your boat. If you don't know who Pete Grosbeck is while you're watching, just Google Pete Grosbeck. IGFA Hall of Fame captain, he's calling me right now. Think about that. Think about all the other things. Think about Pablo. Think about Justin. Go ahead.
1: Uh, Cap, I was going to just touch on the app real quick. Somebody I saw in the notes here, they were asking, um, how much is the app?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a whole $9.99. I know that's a lot because your wife just spent more than that on her cup of coffee at <laughs> Starbucks. And that's going to set in the center console of her car and and she's not even going to drink at all. But if you're worried about $9.99 a month, Pablo, fishing is not your problem. I'm just saying, but what do you think of the app?
1: Yeah. I was just going to say, let me touch on the app really quick. So um, right now I'm training a deckhand and I've been training him for the last few months, you know, getting him ready for right now when the season is is smoking hot and um, I've been directing him to your saltwater guide. He has the app, he has it all and it gives me, a, um, a base to where I can make any corrections or any modifications instead of him being all over the place or him learning stuff from this guy or that guy or this girl or that girl, we have a really good base. I can make him watch any video I think is important to whatever we're going to be targeting, whether it's knots, whether it's techniques, whether it's how to fish a spot, whether it's how to tie the boat, um, hoist the anchor, drop the anchor. I mean, you get it. It just goes on and on and on. And there's so many layers in the app and the website um, that I haven't even got through all of it. And I I go through there quite a bit. I, and at work, I knew, I know you guys think firemen work 24 hours, 24 hours, but we have five minutes here and there for ourselves. No, just kidding. But there is a little bit of downtime. And a lot of times during the downtime I'd be sitting there And I'll just be looking through the app or on my laptop, just going through watching videos. It's all good stuff. And the one thing is consistency. Again, you've heard Captain Dave say it time and time again. There's a million ways to do it. They probably work, you know, and most of them do. But here's the thing. If we're all doing the same thing for the most part and you have issues, you can rely on any one of us to say, hey, let me take a look at that. And then we can all get back on target as far as making any corrections or modifications moving forward.
0: Absolutely. That's a perfect, that's what you're saying right there, Pablo, is perfect. And to show your deckhand, this is how we're doing it. I'm doing it this way. He can look at the app. But we're all trying to do it exactly the same way because, listen, I've been doing this for a living for 48 years. And I did it at a pretty high level. I've made every single mistake you could possibly make. I've done everything wrong you could possibly do wrong. I could fill up my house with all the mistakes that I've made. But I'm telling you that I already made all the mistakes. So what I'm trying to do with all these videos, and right now we have over 500 videos, counting the podcasts, counting all the game plans and hotspots and everything else that's available. We have over 500 videos on the app. Available at your fingertips, gang. No one has that. There's nothing out there like that. And virtual at the Wharf. Yes, we're answering questions. And yes, it's live right now. My show is live every day. The only reason it wasn't live on Friday is because I was traveling. But I had that show with, with uh, Bill Shedd so that I kept you guys entertained. But my show's live Monday through Friday. And we will answer some questions. But I think... Uh, you, you summed it up perfect. Consistency. You'd go with Justin. You're going to you go see it the same way. If you go with Pablo, you're going to see it the same way. If you go with Sonny up at the Channel Islands, you're going to see it the same way. And you're going to see it the same way here. Why? Not because my way is the greatest way, but it works every single time. So why try to reinvent it? Just like people would ask me, Pablo, why do you troll the rubber flying fish at eight and a half knots? Well, because, because. The, guy, the guy that taught me how to do it said, troll it at eight and a half knots. And every time I do it, I get a bite. And every time I do it, we catch a fish. And Justin trolls that Mad Max of 14 knots. Why does he troll it at 14 knots? Because they eat it. You can troll it. You can booger eat. You can figure out all kinds of different ways to make it so it doesn't work. But well, why would you do that? Yes, Pablo has his guide license. Right now it's in the mail. And according to fishing Wildlife, that's good enough. They have it on file. They pull it right up. And in a few days, he'll have it in his hand. But he's ready to go, ready to go with you, Ace. He's ready to come with you on your boat, teach you how to fish. Or you can come with him on his boat, and he'll be more than happy to show you how to fish. Gang, okay? we got a lot of, lot of people talking. Boy, you're a popular guy, Pablo. There's a lot of people talking right now on the show. Look at all that. We got 60-some people watching live right now. This is going to be incredible. This is gonna be incredible. Let's throw your number back up here one more time and then gang. We're gonna try to answer as many questions as you can. There's Pablo's phone number again. Give him a call. Get in on his. I'm telling you what, after this show, you're gonna get booked up pretty good. Sonny and and Justin don't have any days all the way through September. They're done. So this is gonna be incredible. Make sure you get on his list, gang. If you want to go fishing with him or you want him to come fishing with you, make sure you get on the list because we don't have anybody available. those of you that want to go with Justin, he's not available. Those of you that want to go with Sonny, he's not available. So you got your opportunity right here to go with another phenomenal guide. And uh, we're going to do our best to try to answer some of your questions and uh, do whatever we can to make sure that you guys are happy. But real quick, it's opson. Floral carbon Monday. We always talk about Opsin USA on Monday, and I don't want to not talk about it because, gang, it changes what I catch every time I go because of the fact that I'm using Opsin. I'm using this stuff. Why am I using Opsin Floral Carbon? Well, the number one reason is because it's clear. It's a clear floral carbon. Now, I know they make greens and pinks and blues and oranges, and those things catch fishermen all day, every day, full speed. Clear fluorocarbon only makes sense to me. I'm a logical thinking human being. I didn't go to school. I don't have a degree in the the biochemistry of how this stuff's made. I couldn't even tell you, and I don't even care. But I can tell you it is clear, and it works every time. I have never been fishing and caught 100 tuna and gone, dang, if I just just didn't have fluorocarbon, I probably would have caught 101. No, there's never a time where you don't want to have fluorocarbon on the end of your line. You got to have some fluorocarbon. Opsin's the key for me. Clear fluorocarbon. You got that QR code I just flashed up on the screen, gang. All you got to do is go visit Opsin USA. Go visit Greg's website just by visiting it. Elliot and I know that you went there, and we're going to give away another spool of line like we do at the end of every month. On September 1st, we'll give away another spool of of Opsin. But you want to have some Opsin fluorocarbon, and he has it so many different sizes. When you're on the website, check it all out. He's got it. You want to check it out. You save 10% or I think it's more than 10%, whatever. You're going to save money. That's the big thing. You're going to save money by entering through that QR code. Those of you that are listening on TikTok or Instagram or in your car while you're driving, Go to USA, and when you're checking out, put in the code YSWG. You're going to get the same savings everybody else's that's grabbing the QR code right now. And really cool thing about look at these things. They're magnetic. They stick together so they don't get all bundled up and you can't find them. They're always going to be stuck together. And like I've showed many, many times, I like to put my hooks on top of this, set these on the top of the bait tank, put my hooks on here. They're magnetic. They stick right to this. You grab a hook, tie it on, throw it out, catch a fish. Wouldn't you say it was kind of important to have some fluorocarbon on the end of your line when you were catching those Dorado Pablo? Oh, man. Yeah.
1: I mean, could you do it the other way? Probably. Maybe. Would harder. Would it be harder? Definitely. Um, somebody was asking a little bit about recommendations for a reel and spooling and all that. Um, it it really depends guys. we like to go as heavy as we can. I mean, we want to get the fish on the boat, right? If you want to go as light as you can and challenge yourself and hopefully get the fish on the boat, that's up to you. I like to get the fish on the boat efficiently and quickly, right? Keep, keep in mind it's sport fishing and we're not going to just horse them in all day long with trollers, but we definitely would go, we would match our, our rods and reels with the proper pound of fluoro. So for example, we were using 25 um, pound fluoro all weekend and it was working great. If that did not work or if they were biting that no problem and I, I wanted to have less casualties, I would step it up in the poundage of the test. And if I wanted, um, if they weren't biting that, we're going to keep dropping down until we find what they are actually biting. Because sometimes these, these guys, it's almost like they know, we know they don't have that logic, but sometimes it sure feels like that. And sometimes they won't bite anything but 15 pound. So you have to have more than one. It's just like anything. Once you get into it, you realize you can't just have one pound, you know, one one set of them. You got to have a good variety so you can cover all the variables that you're going to encounter out there. We never know what they're going to bite.
0: Right. And you want to have a plethora of different size fluorocarbon on your boat. So, yeah, your main line, you can have 65 pound braid or 40 pound braid, but you can drop that fluorocarbon leader down. You can drop it down to 35 pound. You can drop it down to 15. You can bump it up. Like Pablo was just saying, when they're eating the paint off the back of the boat and they want to jump in that white bag, like cubby sand, you got to feed them the rope. You got to feed them the heavy line. They have waited their whole life for an opportunity to ride on your boat, Pablo, or any of you that are watching Josh or or uh, ACE or anybody, they, these fish have swam around the ocean their whole life, waiting for a chance to get on your boat and go for a ride home with you and have dinner with you and your family. Don't deny them that opportunity. Make sure you're using the right line to get them on the boat. They want to go home with you. They do. They want to get in the white bag. They want to ride your and boat back to the harbor and they want to go have dinner with you. Is a su- number six hook too small? Absolutely not, Kevin. When we were, when I was young, I'm an old guy. But we used to fish that bluefin at San Clemente Island and you had to have a number six or a number eight hook, 12-pound monofilament line. There was no fluorocarbon. Right. We would pull the reels up with 12-pound monofilament and we would have a number six or a number eight. It doesn't matter, man. When they, they eat that hook, you can't pull that hard on them on 12-pound anyway. So you're not going to rip that little hook out of their mouth. But – That little hook is invisible. And I remember we only had eagle claw hooks when I was a kid, nickel plated or chrome plated. Then all of a sudden they came out with the bronze and the black hooks. And then we could trick those bluefin into eating with 12 pound monofilament and a number eight thin wire Black or bronze-colored hook. Mustad started making them, and we started buying them. And that was a game-changer. That nickel-plated hook, the fish can see it. I don't care what you think. Look at the bluefin. They have a big eye. They can see it. So that's the big deal. Josh, you have a flag. Gang, the flags. Justin has the flags. John Stanley has the flags. We'll give a bundle of flags. John Stanley will get with... Pablo will get a bundle of flags to Pablo. You guys all want to be flying your flag when you're out there fishing. Gang, the flags are 29 are 30 bucks a piece. They cost me $28.50 to make them. That's what they cost. I'm, I'm just up I'm charging you $1.50. But you know what's bitching about the flag is when the other boats pull up and see you whaling on the fish because they do nowadays. So many of our members are saying, God, boats fish for me now. Yeah, because you're catching, because you follow the game plan. You're fishing Dave Anson way. You're fishing your saltwater guideway. You're catching fish. You remember you were the guy before. You were the guy that went out there fishing for boats. And when you'd see a boat hooked up, you'd drift around them. Now it's us. How bitching is it to have the flag flying, Pablo? Have it flying, showing people why you're catching fish. I appreciate it. You'll all appreciate it much more. Plus, those of us that are members, it's a great camaraderie. It's a great community builder, I I think. Don't you?
1: Oh yeah, man. They're they're great. They're sharp looking, you know, flying proudly. And, you know, it just just lets everybody know you're part of the community and you'll see each other out there. That's for sure. Let let everybody know. Hopefully we're all on the same page. And and again, back to consistency. That's that's what we're striving for here, guys. We're, we're striving to make us all consistent and all better. Uh, Captain Absolutely. Dave, he learns every time he goes out. I still learn every single time I go out. This weekend, I learned a ton of new stuff.
0: You you have to be learning all the time, or you, this thing will pass you by. And if I wasn't learning all the time, I sure the heck wouldn't be sitting here having a podcast and having millions of people listen to me. Or be able to make a living in the fishing industry for 48 years. I tell you, you got to be able to roll with the changes. Ace, that's a great question. For anybody that's listening, Ace, just asked me about um, getting seasick. The first thing I can tell everybody that's out there listening everywhere, don't talk about it. Because you can make your children or your wife or your husband seasick by just mentioning the word seasick. Don't talk about it. Don't bring it up. Leave it alone. Let it lie. But if you are susceptible to seasickness, you can't buy the scolamine patch over the counter. You can't. I don't even know if they make them anymore, if they sell them anymore. But the A, it's called A, and it's a phenomenal, it doesn't make you tired, but it helps with seasickness. But here's the key to all the medications and everything to do with seasick. You must take it a day before you go. You have to give your body a chance to get acclimated to this chemical that you're going to introduce to your body to help you to not get seasick. If you take it an hour before you get on the boat, you're done. It doesn't matter. Your body didn't have a chance. It didn't have a chance to acclimate to the, to the drug. You're going to get seasick. You got to take it a day ahead of time. Let your body get acclimated and then take it as it says on the package, take it a day before. If it says 12 hours, take one 12 hours before your trip, then the morning of your trip, take another one. Now your body's acclimated to the drug.
1: You're an EMT. What do you think?
0: I'm, I'm just talking from captain experience.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, one of the, the things I, I dislike the most, I guess is when they're popping them as they're stepping on the boat and I'm like, Oh man, here we go. You know, it's, and they're like, yeah, I take these and I'm fine. And you're like, well, you got to take them. I always say the same thing, take them the night before, take them the morning of, um, back to the patch, you can get them from your physician or, you know, your medical provider, whoever that is, Um, put them on the night before, those things are good for three days, put them on the night before, put them, you know, behind your neck or they tell you to put them, they work great. Um, I've seen a couple things here, ginger works great, there's some, not everything works for everybody, Um, but like Cap says, you know, don't talk about it, don't put it in your head. Um, there's a lot of techniques you can do just to ground yourself. Something I'll do is I'll put it on autopilot and I'll tell somebody just sit right here at the helm and look straight ahead. And that helps a lot. That helps a lot of people. Some people are just miserable the whole time, but look at it like this. You want to be prepared and do everything you can to mitigate that before it happens. Because once that happens, it's not a fun day. And think about it like it's a roller coaster. If you go on one of those spinning rides at the fair or a roller coaster, they're not putting that thing in park halfway through the ride. You're going all the way. You're going to spin all the way until it stops. Or you're going to ride that roller coaster all the way. Same thing. This boat is not turning around, guys, it, especially in, in the big commercial boats, and you're out there for days and days and days. Or on my boat, if we're out there and there's one person sick, I know it sounds horrible, but the reality is unless everybody says, yeah, we're cool, we're going back. We're we're probably not turning around. So yeah, do do your your best research. And I would I would suggest trying out with a shorter trip, a more inshore, and then just kind of progress from there. Once you get used to it, you get used to it.
0: Yeah, kinda. Of. I've been seasick.
1: It's yeah, some people some people have it, yeah.
0: It's that it's not fun, but gang something I I saw some people posting some stuff about drinking and all that. Gang, when you go fishing. It's not a day to go drinking. If you want to go drinking, go to a bar. That's the best place to drink. I don't know, I drank for a very long time. I haven't had a drink in 35 years, but back when I drank, I drank at bars or I drank at my house. It's not, when you go fishing, that's the day to go fishing, not to go drinking. So that'll help you out tremendously if you think about it like that. Now, have a few beers on your way home after you annihilated the fish and there's a bunch of them in the white bag. Yeah, have a couple of beers. But don't go out there drinking and partying and getting all hammered when you're going fishing. That's lame. That's silly. That's stupid. You wasted a bitching day out on the water. I'm just trying to help. If you're coming out on Pablo's boat or you're coming on my boat or you're coming on Justin's boat or Sonny's boat, it's not the day to drink. And like I used to tell a lot of my charter guys, if you're worried about the alcohol, charter a bar. Charter a bar. Don't charter the boat. Let's go catch some fish. Let's go have some fun. I've never ever no good story on a boat ever starts out with, I was hammered. It's not, (laughs) it's not going to end well. It's not a good story. It does. It's, it sucks. And you're, you're horrible to deal with for everybody on the boat, right? Wouldn't you say? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. There's, um, it's very challenging i'm trying to be on good behavior obviously but it's very challenging to uh deal with someone that's highly intoxicated because it, it's a safety concern and guess who's responsible the the one with the ticket the captain is responsible 100 percent, no matter what that person does and i'm also responsible for the crew safety and the safety of all other passengers so keep that in mind because that will turn the boat around. If somebody's trying, you know, to fight or get aggressive or they're belligerent, that's we're done. We're done. No matter where we are, we're coming back and I'll do whatever means I have to, to get them back safely and make sure that everybody else is safe too. So we're all adults. You guys use your best judgment, but it's, it's definitely not cap saying it's not the place to come out and get hammered.
0: No, it's just dumb. It's just a dumb, dumb thing. The seasick pill is called BONE, B-O-N-N-I-E. It it works phenomenal. Dramamine's great. Dramamine's great, but, man, it knocks you out. It knocks you out. It makes you so drowsy and so tired the whole time. BONE is not – it doesn't make you drowsy. Somebody wants to see my hat cap. Yeah.
1: (laughs) There you go. You got those for sale? Yeah, I got the, the merchandise. It's kind of funny if you look at this one. Let me see if I can get that back there. So that's the, that's the boat before I uh, built the tower and put it on there. So now the new logo is identical except for it actually has the tower and it even shows the cushion on my tower and everything. My friend and I um, built it together and um, we did you know what we think is a really good job. He's a much better welder than I am, so he wouldn't let me do any of the important welds. Um, but it, it came out really nice. And it's, it's a great perch spot to get up there and um, just look around. I mean, you can get up there, what we call glassing, you know, with the the binoculars or the gyros and we, we look all day. Um, This, this weekend, one of us was, was glassing all day long, all day long, every day. And that's how you find them. And I tell people, when they go up there and they want to volunteer to do it, number one, put the thing around your neck because we don't want to drop it or or bump it. Um, but also keep looking and let us know if you see anything other than water. I mean, we're looking for anything other than water out there to make a decision if we're going to head that way or not. And see that, see that tower he's talking about that he built? Look at that. It's a nice big platform,
0: sturdy, plenty of room. Three people can set up there. You come out on the charter with, Pablo, you can get up there and see what's going on and take a look and see what you can find. Help him out. The more eyes looking, the better. Plus, you can set up there and get in his ear and talk to him. He can be looking the whole time, but he can explain to you. So the really cool thing about the guide service thing is, yeah, we come with you on your boat. We teach you how to fish on your boat. But if you can come out with a guy like Pablo who's got knowledge and can teach and teach you about what's going on and what he's doing and what he's put together on his boat, give you more ideas for how to make your boat a better fishing boat. And I don't think that you, I don't think a lot of the charter, maybe I'm wrong, but a lot of the charter boat guys are willing to share all their info with you. You get on their boat, There's, there, there's not a lot of sharing going on.
1: Uh, yeah. And I think that that's dependent on who, who the guys are. Um, the way I run it is, I don't have any secrets. I share everything because I want people to enjoy fishing. I want them to come back. Um, I don't know if you've talked a lot about Ikijimi or anything like that on your show, Cap, but I do, th- I do that a lot. You guys are going to have to look it up because probably don't have time to get into that. But I teach people how to do everything that I know how to do if they're interested. If they're not interested, I don't bore them. I don't try to entertain them if they, if they want to just relax and enjoy it. I let them relax and enjoy it. But we put on clinics anytime before we leave, before we get on target, you know, if we're going to troll or if we're going to do fly lining or, or anything, I, I give them a nice little class and depending on their level of experience, we're going to use this set or this set, whether they're spinning reels, conventional reels. But, um, I just, I just like to spend a lot of time, um, making sure everybody knows we're on the same page back to the consistency thing. If, if I have a secret and I'm not sharing it with you, how am I going to get the fish on the boat? Because you're the one that's doing the fishing. I can't fish from the helm. You know, I can come, how, how am I going to run all the gear? I can't use four, five, or six rods and reels at once. You guys have to do the fishing. If I don't share my information, you're not going to be able to do it unless, unless you have a great amount of experience. But that's where uh, Captain Dave's website comes in here is it's a whole library just full and full of good information and it's a great base. No matter which direction you go, you can always refer back. I still, like I said, in the beginning of the show, I still send people to his website all the time, including my own employees and my family, friends. I want, we all want to be successful out there.
0: Hey, Ace is asking who's Kate Elizabeth.
1: Yeah. She's the boss. She's the brains behind the operation. Um, that's, that's my wife, Kate Elizabeth. And, uh, that's the name of the vessel always.
0: And that helps tremendously in the big grand scheme of things. when we name the boat after our wives. It helps out so much.
1: It does because then they don't know who you're mad at or happy with.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And Hey, uh, Josh, the 35 Cabo flybridge, absolutely the boat. If I, if I buy a boat, I'm going to get one with a, uh, sea keeper in it if you could afford it it's a very expensive boat right now a good one's going to cost you almost a million bucks all rigged up with all the stuff but yeah if you were going to buy some if you had an extra million dollars i'd get me a bitchin 35 cabo with a sea keeper absolutely but uh there's a lot of other options you don't have to have a boat that big to catch fish in southern california you can go Check out Pablo's boat and go see what you think of it. Maybe that's the boat you want to get. There's so many different options. Like you said, he's got a bathroom and a shower and a place to sit down and lay down. Those are the big things. If you're taking your wife or your girlfriend or your significant other out, bathroom's a big deal. It's a big
1: deal. Yeah, my my wife, uh, Kate Elizabeth, she's the one that actually, I was going to go just a straight fishing hole. Just straight fishing, no nonsense, you know, built just for, just for fishing, just the basic nuts and bolts. Um, but she wasn't really excited. She didn't say it, but I could tell, you know, you can tell. And uh, I took what she was, the vibe that she was putting out. So I ended up going way, way beyond what I was going to do as far as creature comforts. And it is really nice just, just to have your own restroom with a door and a shower and all that. Um, you can't really tell how big the boat is it's a Boston Whaler Conquest 285. You can look it up. It's got 33 feet overall. It's got a nice pulpit, huge swim step. It's a 10-6 beam. The thing weighs like 13,000 pounds when it's fully loaded. So it's really stable out there. Um, it's really easy to walk around. We take fish from corner to corner from the stern, from the port stern starboard stern all the way around and vice versa. I mean, really easy to move around the boat. Um, it's made to fish. I, They're already kind of made for to fish off the showroom floor. But once you get a boat and you make it your yourself, you know how you want it or what's going to be conducive to your fishing style, that's what I did with mine. I just said, okay, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. And it's ready to fish. It's ready to fish and you, you can take naps and showers.
0: Yeah, well, one thing Boston Whaler doesn't do is they don't build a bait tank. They have that little square yeah. box, the live well. They're, the right. boats coming off the show floor are not ready to fish no. in California. They're ready to go largemouth bass fishing in a lake Yeah, with that yeah. little box, that live well. That's not a bait tank. No, you did it the right way. You did it You did it the right way, and that bait tank is the key to the whole operation as far as I'm concerned. You can be in a bucket if you're going with me, but if you don't have a bait yeah. tank, I ain't going. I am not going if you don't have a bait tank. Gang, <laughs> there's so much going on right now out on the water. The fishing is phenomenal. It's only going to get better. I don't know if you guys saw Dana or sport fishing on Saturday. They posted a video on Instagram and I got a lot to do with Dana Wharf. my little sister and brother owned Dana Wharf sport fishing. They took it over from my father who passed away last year. And, uh, I was able to run sport boats there and work on sport boats for 20 years. I never saw anything like what they saw on Saturday. Chris Pico was running the real fun anchored up in 50 feet of water at a spot called middle kelp. You can go look it up on my website. They had Dorado swimming around the boat in 50 feet of water anchored up on the spot. I've been around for a long time. I personally have never seen that before. If you look at the video, Dana War sport fishing on Saturday, The Toronto are swimming around the anchor line and they're anchored in 50 feet of water. Gang, like I told you a couple months ago, we're in store for probably one of the most historic fishing years in Southern California ever. So don't let this one go by. Don't go try to figure it out on your own. Don't go with some scummy, sleazy captain or guide that's not doing it professional. Give me a call. Give uh, Pablo a call, Check check out his boat, check out everything he has to offer, call him up. You know what's really cool? When you call Pablo, he's gonna answer the phone. He's gonna answer it. Not his HR department, not his secretary. He's gonna answer the phone, he's gonna talk to you. Like Sonny, like Justin, like myself. You don't have to hire us, but you can call us up and we'll give you every bit of information we have. We wanna help everybody. That's what we're here for. that's what we're doing. That's what Pablo's a part of the family. I'm telling you. when you call him up, you're gonna be the guy you're seeing right now talking is the guy you're gonna to talk to on the telephone. Grab your phone, take a picture of his phone number, get that. We'll have a QR code set up next couple of weeks for for Pablo. It'll make it super easy. Elliot'll get that all going for me. But um, right now, this is the best way to get a hold of him. Grab him. Make sure you get on his book. I guarantee you, after this show, he's going to get booked up fast. Nobody's got any days available, but Pablo does right now, but he won't after this.
1: Yeah, I got, I got um, quite a few days on the books, too, guys. So, um, you know, it's, it's hard to get on a boat right now, especially once these Dorado just light it up. It's going to be nearly impossible. And again, there's, there's plenty of good options out there. Take a look at my website. If it's a good fit for you, I'd, I'd be happy to have you out while I still have availability. Um, somebody asked a little question about range or they were mentioning range. Um, I got 300 gallons, which sounds like a lot, but with twin 250s, it's not that much if you're jamming around. But I, it's basically a 300-mile range with 300 gallons, if anybody was wondering about that. So that would be like round trip, you know. But I mean, it, it's good enough to go when the conditions are, are good. We can go out behind Clementi. We can go out to Tanner. We can get out there, um, you know, all the, all the hot spots. But my normal trips, usually about 100, 130 miles round trip ish, you know. But I, I don't put numbers or limits on it. I just go and just find the fish. Absolutely. And as far as somebody, Asked about
0: global warming? They're out of your flipping mind, gang! Lose that thought out of your mind. I live in Baja. The whole Baja Peninsula was underwater at one time. When I stopped on the way down here, driving down here to take a piss, I was taking a piss on the side of the road, and seashells were showing up. Gang, the get that thought out of your mind. The global warming thing—that's ridiculous. The whole Baja Peninsula was underwater at one time. What made the Grand Canyon? Stop and think about all this logically. Quit listening to the news. Quit listening to the liars. They're all lying to you. Is Baja supposed to be underwater? Or is Baja supposed to be high and dry? Is the Grand Canyon supposed to be full of water? Or is the Grand Canyon supposed to be dry? Remove head from rectum. Turn off the news. They're all lying to you. God dang it. Go outside, gang. Stop the nonsense. Stop. Oh, global warming. Nope. It's called the, the world, the earth. It's always going to change, gang. It's always going to change. It's going to change. It's going to change. It's going to change. Tomorrow will not be like today. It won't. Tomorrow will not be like today. It just won't. And it won't be whatever's going on today. It won't be going on in 10 years. It always is changing. Remove head from rectum. It'll help you out tremendously. I promise you, gang. Turn off the news. The only place you get truth is right here. I'm the only guy that's trying to make fishing great again, one dead fish at a time. Rah, rah, ha, ha. And relax. I had a guy call me today. You'll love this, Pablo. He called me up today and he goes, Hey, Captain, dude. I don't like the way you talk. I'm all, huh? He goes, yeah, I watch all your videos and I don't like the way you, you come across to people. And I'm like, what? What are you talking, you watch all my videos? Why are you watching me? Gang, if you don't like me, don't watch it so easy. When I was a little boy, if I didn't like what was on t- TV, if I didn't like the cartoon Hong Kong Fui or whatever the heck the cartoon was today, Underdog or, or super, super Mouse or whatever, I changed the flipping channel. I changed the channel. I didn't go, mom, I need the CBS's phone number. I want to call them up and tell them they shouldn't have the show on because I don't like it. <laughs> Are you out of your flipping mind game? If you don't like me, don't watch me. It's real simple. You just hit block. You hit block, you don't have to ever see me again. You don't have to hear my smart mouth. You don't have to hear my sarcasm. It's real simple. But do yourself, just because my phone number is plastered everywhere, that doesn't mean you need to call me and tell me how stupid you are. (laughs) I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. Pablo, let everybody know who you are how they can get a hold of you. I can't believe we already blew through an hour.
1: Oh, man. Okay. I gotta go. I was kidding. Um, yeah. So Pablo Fernandez captain of the Kate Elizabeth out of Seaforth Marina here in lovely San Diego, California. Um, Fernandez com. Instagram is at Fernandez charters. Um, I haven't set up the Facebook for it yet. Um, just, just haven't done it. I'm, I'm not a super crazy technical guy. So, um, I need some help there, but <laughs> anyway, everybody, we got you. Yeah. And then, uh, we've already flashed the number a couple times. Um, we'll put it up one more time for everybody. Yeah, you know, call me with any questions or if, I mean, I'll tell you if I'm busy, I'll, I'll refer you to somebody. Captain Dave will refer you to somebody, you know, we all help each other out. We'll get you on, on some fish. And like, like oh, you said, the fish want to get into the boat right now. I'm telling you.
0: Yep, it's time, gang. I want to thank everybody. Spotify, Apple, Megaphone, all the podcast carriers now are carrying our show. We we we've, we've gone bananas. It's it's absolutely mind-boggling. You cannot not hear my podcast. You cannot not see me. If you don't like me, just block me. Don't call me and tell me you don't like me. That's ridiculous. Just block me. It's simple. Gang, thank you all very, very much. Pablo, I'm sorry. I told you 20 minutes. I got you for 45. You're going to have to tell your wife that I'm super sorry. We're going to get going, gang. Thank you all very, very much. Have a great day. Turn off the news. They're all lying. And I'll see you all tomorrow with another phenomenal show.
1: Thanks, Cap.